loves. It's Leslie Graham with Universal Truth. And I'm just going to do a little bit in this episode on some of the things that have been popping up for people, lots of questions that are being asked, thrown my way, and my insight on um, the guidance that I've got on these topics. So I have been in my personal life, not so good at um, not having these conversations around the coronavirus or this pandemic. But when it comes to um, conversations with clients, even this podcast posts, I'm a little bit more, um, I'd say cautious, but it's really not cautious because they do everything with, with divine guidance. So for most people, there, there's no need to have the conversation because, you know, if, if, if you're aware, you're aware. And if you're not, you're not going to be. And there's, there's no point having conversations with people that um, don't want the truth, right? They're, they're completely content with living in the reality that they have created for themselves. And who am I to burst that bubble? So anybody that's in my life in a personal way knows that I'm very passionate about what's going on in the world and, and not from a stance of being angry or even being frustrated, um, but really from a place of just, I know what is happening in this world. I've known from day one. Um, there's never been a time where I have been living in fear of anything going on. I have maintained my pretty much the exact life that I was living before it. And if anything, it's probably even better than what it was before. Um, because the more, more you shut down around me, the more, more I have this freedom to be able to just keep living more conscious, keep living more earth-based. So I recognize that I may slip some comments into previous episodes about my my feelings or my beliefs on the world situations. And yet this one's going to be a little bit more direct. And if you already get super offended by things I say, just tune out now because it's just going to be more, uh, more pieces that you're going to get annoyed with. And that's completely okay. But for those of you who have been the ones asking me questions and looking for insights, then this one's for you. So is there an actual coronavirus? Of course there is, my friends. Coronavirus has been around for decades, okay? Decades and decades. It is a virus. Um, yes, there is a difference between the coronavirus that um, has been around for decades and the one that was created in the Wuhan lab because it was created in a lab, just like many of our other viruses that became um, not to the point of pandemics, but definitely became um, kind of big scares around the world. So we've gone through things like SARS and stuff like that. And, and you know, there was areas of the world that masked up and, you know, it's almost like we, we so quickly forget the world that we're living in and, and the things that we've already gone through because we allowed them to find some normalcy again. But the virus that was conjured up is no more deadly than the previous coronavirus that was more natural 
if we can even say natural, because most of these viruses um, that keep popping up in the world um, were created. Okay, so these new strains, do you need to be worried? No, it's a flu. And the reason why flu vaccines, these flu shots every year don't work is because these viruses morph as they go from carrier to carrier. So you're never going to nail down something that's going to work for everybody because viruses morph. Okay. So is there new variants all the time? Sure. Absolutely. Are they more deadly than the next one? Nope. Who is at risk? Well, it's the same people that are at risk for any flu, any virus, any bacteria that's out there. Right? So we're looking at people that, um, yes, we already know this, are immunocompromised, elderly, suffer with um, immune issues of any sort, and are unhealthy. And unhealthy means are not getting adequate exercise, um, time in nature, healthy connection, people that are um, have an abundance of stress, um, poor eating habits, like this this area of people is the really the most amount of people. Our immune compromised and our elderly are really in a kind of a small percentage at this point to the people that are highly stressed, right? And unhealthy in all other forms. Are our kids at risk? No. Are kids are at risk for flus, viruses, colds, at times of the year when there is high stress, back to school because school doesn't really honor kids. So usually their immune system crashes. They went from, you know, being loved on, having fun, playing, having time outside, to being stuck in recycled air, um, not being able to have free movement, not being able to use their own inner guidance, and their systems crash, right? We get it every September, right? And then we get it, you know, when our temperatures change and, People are, you know, unaware of how their systems have to change with that weather. And then we go through this, the, the winter break and, you know, kids go back into school and all of a sudden it happens again after they've been home loving on life, right? So if people actually timed when the flu hits and colds hit, it is really in alignment with high stress moments in life as well, especially for kids. But typically, no, we, we even know this about numbers. Kids are not being affected by by the actual virus other than what they typically would be for flu. When we get to the topic of this, <laughs> the word vaccination, um, I can honestly say that it's something nobody asks me about is if I ever got it because if, I, I think Anybody that's in my life knows me well enough to know where I stand, right? I, I, I just just know people. Like anything that is full of poison is not going to go into my body, right? And why are you putting it in yours? Why would you ever put it in your children's? Why would you want your parents or grandparents to put it in them? Like that, that one doesn't make sense to me. Um, I understand the fear mongering and manipulation around around it and all the threats that people have received to make them feel like they have no choice, but you always have a choice. Okay. 
you always have a choice. And if you actually looked into what's in these um, poisonous injections, I actually don't think you would be okay with the choice that you're making or the choice the people that you love are making um, to put that into your body. But to each their own. I also am not going to drink um, all of these energy drinks because they're you know, they're not at the same level, but they're pretty horrific, right? I'm not going to eat all this processed food because I know what it does to me, right? You're never going to see me go into McDonald's ever, right? Because I know what it does to people. So is it just about this poison injection? Nope. It's about the awareness of what people are putting in and on themselves in every format, okay? When it comes to things like the mandates to not be able to work at certain places, go into certain businesses. Even if it's like the, the idea of being able to travel, I want you to just look at where your threshold is, right? Because whatever your threshold is, the universe is going to find a way to bring you to that threshold. So I would suggest for most people that you take a look at what your own non-negotiables are so that you're preparing yourself for what's to come for you. Because if your if your piece is, well, I really love to travel. And if they tell me I can't travel unless I get this, then I guess I'm getting this because I want to travel. Right? Or if it's, but I don't want to stop shopping at these stores, or I don't want, I want my kid to be able to play these sports or go to school. Well, whatever it is for you, you're going to hit that threshold because you're calling it into yourself, right? So what's my threshold? Yeah, my threshold is there's, there's nothing ever, and I do mean ever, that would create me to be in a place where I would receive any type of poisonous injection. So that's any vaccine, any flu shot. But for me, that's even any process, chemical laden garbage of any sorts to go into my body. It's just not going to happen. And you can threaten me with anything, but without my health, I have nothing. And I've been there. So I'm not willing to go there again. Um, when it comes to conversation about where this world is going and, and how bad things are looking, um, let's speak to Canada specifically, because as much as, you know, I have almost equal amount of listeners in the States, you know, Canada and the States are pretty, pretty paralleled in a lot of things. Is the potential for us to go into an extremely dark war-like existence. Yes, the potential's there. Um, it's very, very high potential. All it takes is for you to look at, around at other countries in this world to recognize that a lot of places are already there. And at this moment, we're very lucky that we're not already there. But that is, if we look at the direction that we have been going, really it is in alignment with where where we're also going to be going so what does that mean for you well it could mean a lot of things okay 
I've been receiving guidance for the last two years to prepare for the worst. And every time I go to the space of, but does it really have to be that bad? I always get, no, it doesn't have to be. But you're better off to prepare for the worst. And if the worst happens, you'll be okay. And if the best happens, you'll still be okay. Like, you know, you're never going to go wrong preparing for the worst. Where you do go wrong is knowing that we should have prepared, not preparing, and things get bad. And then you're going, why didn't I prepare? Why didn't I listen? I knew that I was supposed to. This person told me and I didn't. Who's the fool now? So Source has been guiding me to prepare for the last two years. So that's what I've been doing. Now, I will be very honest. They tell me to prepare. I still get excited for the shift into fifth and see the the awakening of so many people that sometimes I don't prepare near as much as what my team keeps telling me to. And then they give me big pushes again and like, hello, wake up, get moving on some stuff. You're going to run out of time. And then I'm like, oh, right. I totally forgot because I got busy enjoying my life again. So then I start preparing. So what does preparing really look like? Well, I'm going to throw a couple questions to you. What would you, what would you do? And would you be okay if we went into a time of total darkness? Total darkness means all power sources are shut off, which means your heating sources are shut off. Your water sources are shut off. Your communication sources are shut off. Your entertainment sources are shut off. If you have no power, no heat, no water, I want you to recognize that that would also mean all businesses around you are without that as well, meaning they no longer are up and running. So that's grocery stores are closed. Pharmacies, if you rely on them, are closed. Hospitals, clinics are closed. And people go, oh, but there's there's generators and there's backups. Yep, there is for a short amount of time. But what if this darkness went for 10 days? Could you survive it? Do you have enough water and food? Do you have shelter and warmth? Now, what if that time period where you were completely secluded to your house and could not lie, could not leave, could not outsource anything, could you last two months? Three? How about six? For most people, the answer is no. For very few, the answer is a resounding yes. So if we're looking at other countries in the world, and yes, some already there have already been there, where electronics have been shut off, where power sources have been shut off, where lockdowns have occurred and then you'll be sent to internment camps if you try to leave your house or talk to a neighbor. Are you prepared for that? Because that's worst case in this moment. Worst case is that we can go into this time of darkness, even potentially into martial law, to this absolute lockdown, and you have to be able to survive. Now, we would hope 
that certain rules of martial law would be in place, as in people should be provided for their basic necessities. But that's not worst case. Because at this point, with so much of our rights being taken away from us and the systems that were supposed to be in place to help and govern and aid its people have been misconstrued and used against the people, will those systems actually give people the sustenance to life? Because remember, it's the same government, same systems that are injecting you with poisons that are threatening you day in and day out, that you will lose your job, you will lose your children, you will lose your right for free movement, free speech if you don't comply. So will these same forces make sure that you have enough food and water and heat? Or will that be another form of manipulation to get you to comply into this bigger agenda that they have? So once again, this isn't necessarily what has to happen, but at the moment it's what's in the works. It's what's coming down the pipe for us. Things can be shifted and things can be turned, but they can only be shifted with this collective consciousness of people coming together and choosing something better. As long as people stay at war with each other, as long as people feel this need to fight and dehumanize others, then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And because we're only in control of ourselves, it makes sense that source keeps telling me, you need to prepare for the worst. You need to prepare that people are not willing and able to stand up for their rights right now. So be ready because our life doesn't have to be compromised because other people are willing to throw in the towel for their own life. So what does preparation really mean? You need a water source, okay? If you weren't able to turn on your tap and get water, what would you do? So how much water do you have stored? Right? How much water do you have on hand that will sustain your family and for how long? Right Now, this, is, this has been guidance that I've had the whole time. Most people are not going to fare very well if they are in a town or a city that is completely dependent on city power, city water, city heat, everything else like that, right? It, you're going to have a tough time when you can't leave your house because you won't be able to outsource. People outside of those city limits, the more remote you are, the better off you're going to be um, to be able to survive, okay? Because you have more sources, okay? So no matter where you are, what's your water source, okay? Next one is your food. How are you storing food? If you don't have power to run your fridge, you don't have power to run your freezer, how are you storing your food? Next after that, how are you preparing or cooking your food? Right? If you don't, if you no longer have electricity or gas, what are you doing? Right? Do you have the tools, equipment, utensils for that? 
right? People think, well, I've, I've got my barbecue. Awesome. How much propane do you have? Right? Then we think about just the, the food sources and, and how much do you have prepared and, and how much of that that you're preparing is healthy, right? That will actually give you a strong immune system, right? What are you going to do for warmth? If this hits in the middle of winter, you have your home, but can you stay warm in that home? Do you have a heat source that's not governed? Right? So what are you going to do with that? Now, the most important out of all of this for survival is your connection. Who's your community? Right? Who has sources that possibly you, you don't have access to? Who has gifts, abilities, and talents that you don't have? How do you balance that with each other to create a, a community that helps you get through this? Because we all need that. Okay. I want to reiterate that the guidance that I have been getting is that all of this is, it's kind of like it's impending. It's impending stuff that is not very far down the line. And to be prepared. But the side note always on that information is with this lightness of, but it doesn't have to be that bad if people shift through this. Now, I got to tell you, and this, this, is, this is kind of where my humanness kicks me in the butt every once in a while, is what I have watched from humans this last two years, I don't have a whole lot of faith of of the people around me. But I do have faith in myself and in my team. So instead of me going into this blind faith of hoping that humanity will, you know, rally together, then I go, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm okay? What do I need to do to make sure my people are okay? And that does include big conversations. It includes uh, making choices that might seem to others, um, radical or even pessimistic. But at the end of the day, guys, when and if all this hits and I'm in a beautiful space surrounded by trees and nature and resources and I'm enjoying my life each and every day, it's not going to bother me that you thought my choices were radical. <laughs> I'm not going to be thinking about anyone or anything because I'm just still going to be enjoying my life. So what do you need to do to enjoy your life? What do you need to do to keep you safe, to move through all of this, and to not get caught in the middle of it? Because if you're waiting for somebody else to be the hero in your story, to do the preparation for you, to stand up and rally for your rights will you sit back and just hope that it all magically goes away then you're going to end up being the collateral damage so be at the forefront of your life find your place find your place are you the voice are you the doer are you the the prayer and the holder of spaces are you the researcher What's your place in all of this? It's time to show up. It's time to show up and create your community and enjoy doing it. 
because as much as all of this can feel really heavy and really gross, it's only created to bring us into a complete dimensional shift into the fifth where everything is in balance, in alignment, completely peaceful and abundant. But we have to release all that doesn't work. We have to break down these systems or allow these systems to break down. We have to go into the basics of who we are of this world as, as beings that are all interconnected, that are blessed and honored to be given this lifetime to learn and to grow, to take accountability for our own lives and how we want to live them. And everything that's happening right now is working for our highest and best good. And the moment you shut down that mainstream narrative, the moment you stop complying to things that go against your morals, your values, and your rights, the moment you choose the path that feels light and right, the quicker you move through this shift, the more you just enjoy your life each and every day. And the more you you build your community around you that is choosing to live the same way. And I want a community. I have a community. I have so many people that are choosing the same thing. But I know that there's people that are choosing the same thing because I'm willing to really stand in my awareness of what's going on, which invites other people to show up and be authentic and also stand in their awareness and create these conversations to happen. So if you're looking for your community, then be willing to out yourself in a way, be willing to show up in life, be willing to take action for yourself, be willing to reach out to people that you're, you're drawn to reach out to, to create them, to be a part of your community and allow your, your faith to fuel you, not your fear. Do all of this preparation, do all of this movement and action in life to get you to the best possible place to get you to that peace and to bliss and to health. And if you're choosing something out of fear, then more fear you will create. Faith over fear. Each and every time. Namaste.